let's talk about uh, the, the, the camera housing. You know, you might go into a community that talks about this and now you're pulling out terminology that you wouldn't just know under normal circumstances and research. And now when you put it onto Amazon or onto an e-com site, people know you know what you're talking about. Oh my God, I don't believe it. We are on time. This is a first. I don't remember the last time we were actually on at 12 o'clock. Okay, so this is Norm Ferrar, a.k.a. The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we got something special for you. We're going to be discussing SEO and how you can prep your site for AI. We're also going to be talking about how can AI help with D2C, with a DDC site uh, and SEO. What are, uh, what are different ways that sellers can prepare their website and how can you, as a seller, start implementing AI into your business? So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, so as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about SEO today, but also how to prep your site for AI, a very timely uh, topic. And this is one I definitely take your notepad out. I know this lady, she's always the smartest lady in the room. So get those notepads out, or you can always just re-listen to the podcast. Our guest, oh, I think I just got kicked out here. Kelsey, am I still live? I'm black. No, no, you're, you're still good to go. Okay. So I see a blank screen. So, okay. So anyways, here we go. A couple of hiccups already. Today, we're discussing SEO and how to prep for your site for AI. Our guest is a fractional CMO, revenue operations specialist, and HubSpot Gold partner. Her focus is helping companies generate leads by getting in front of their ideal customer. She is a certi she's certified in the latest marketing tactics and offers training for, for their clients' internal teams. Please welcome Amare Omoregi. I hope I got it right, Amare. Okay, first, let's have a word from our sponsor. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. And sit back, relax. I'm going to grab my cup of coffee, enjoy the episode, and welcome Amara. Hello. Great to be here, Norm. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. It's been a while. Yeah. In fact, I think uh, this is before... I got involved with M M3. And so now I'm a member at M3 and you were one of the most incredible people that I was able to talk to uh, when I went down there. And yeah, it was great. I mean, the stuff. And I still just, I'm talking about just going out and just talking to you uh, at dinner and whenever we had networking time, but you had a presentation that had people just like, eyes wide open, mouth dropped. So that's why I wanted to get you onto the podcast uh, because this is so important and people didn't realize it. And we're even touching on other stuff 
So you like, hopefully you can come back and talk about some other things that you specialize in. But today is timely. It's SEO, D2C, how to prep, you know, with AI. So why don't we start right there? And let's talk about what or how AI can help you with your D2C sales uh, or your site. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so first I want to kind of address where we're at with SEO today. Is it okay if we start there? Let's start there. Okay. So um, I think a lot of what marketers are doing, so whether you're doing your own marketing because that's kind of how you've, you've built your, your, your store, your e-commerce store, or you're paying a marketing agency or some version in between. Um, I think a lot, what I'm seeing a lot that's happening is that we're using old techniques to optimize. And we've already kind of ushered in this new way of um, searching. It's actually been evolving. However, our practices have not evolved, unfortunately. And so what I want to do is kind of set the stage for what we're doing that isn't really working. It isn't optimized and how search is working now. So um, have you guys, have you touched the generative search experience from Google yet? Have you played with it at all, Norm? Yeah, I have. Right. And so whether we like it or not, between Bing and Google and all the other search engines, they're integrating AI into the experience. They're wanting to give us better results based on how we are searching. And so um, we're layering, you're seeing you know, AI generated results on top of your regular organic results. So that's our future, right? So how do we get into, how do we get noticed in that generative search experience? How are we being noticed on Bing and things like that? And so we're gonna talk about how schema and structured data and things like that are used to help um, companies show up in that generative or AI search experience that's now um, more prevalent in search these days and will probably become even more prevalent as the days and months go along. And so, uh, Amara, I just want to say to the listeners, if you don't know what schema is or if you are a little bit worried about these terms, don't worry. We're going to be explaining them. But if you're not using some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today, you get to get on the bandwagon and use it. Absolutely. And so traditional SEO, right? It was very keyword focused. It's very, lots of repetition, lots of keyword stuffing, lots of spammy link building for those of you that go out and buy links off of Fiverr and things like that. Um, it's not, Google's not really a huge fan of that. It hasn't been for a while. Um, optimizing for search engine results pages that are super basic. We're basically just trying to get on the vanilla top 10 of the search page. And we haven't really looked at how search has evolved and what else is going on on that page and optimizing for those items. And that's where a lot of that schema and structured data comes in. And then traditional SEO, we were optimizing for like the desktop experience. Whereas, mm -hmm. I mean, I think as of one or two weeks ago, Google's completely moved to the mobile first search experience as its primary. Right. So with modern SEO, we want to focus on intent entities. So like Wikidata, Wikipedia and things like that, incorporating um, entities into our uh, content strategies, um, natural language processing. We want to focus on depth and expertise as we start to use AI to write product descriptions and talk about our brand, talk about our products and things like that. Um, we have to remember that we're not solving for we're not, we shouldn't be using AI to solve for traditional SEO and the needs of traditional SEO. We need to use AI to solve for the needs of modern SEO and what search engines are looking for now. Because remember, 
search engines are in the business of providing the best result to the person that's searching. Um, the better they can do that, the more ad revenue they get, right? Um, and more people will continue to use Google search, Yahoo search, Bing search, whatever, to help find what they're looking for. And now if a person is not able to find what they're looking for, and there are definitely signals that the search engines can see um, when people are not able to find what they're looking for, where do they go? They go to what I like to call, well, I, I didn't coin this term, but dark social. Things that we as marketers can't measure, um, that we don't definitely optimize for. And that's a whole other podcast episode, Norm, <laughs> that we could get into. Um, but we, they get into communities. They'll ask their Slack channels. They're asked their, they'll go into Facebook groups. They'll ask their neighbor. They'll ask their colleagues. And so they start to go offline to find the answers to questions that, and for recommendations for, problem, for solutions to problems that they're trying to solve. If search is not able to yield a good result, which, which happens, right? As content gets thinner and less helpful. Um, and there's also this quandary of people not asking the right questions. People tend to not ask really good questions. So they get, they don't get very good answers either. And so um, optimizing for that when your SEO is also super important. And if you're doing a lot of dark social research, um, you can kind of intercept that and start to get in front of those questions that people ask and start to lead them um, down your path. Um, and so, um, Norm, are you familiar with dark social and some of those practices and things like that? I, I haven't heard the term before. No. Okay. Well, dark social is essentially kind of like what we're doing today. I mean, I'm sure you have some way of measuring how um, your podcast and things like that um, attribute to revenue or things that you're doing within your business, right? Um, but right. However, it's really, really difficult to measure accurately how podcasts, how, um, you know, different types of marketing that can't necessarily be measured. Like when someone's sharing a blog post or someone's sharing information about you in a Slack channel or in a Slack community or a LinkedIn group, um, and they're talking about you, it's really, really hard to measure that using traditional um, uh, UTM and source tracking and things like that. So optimizing your content and creating marketing strategies around those dark social channels. Um, we talk a lot about that as well. And actually going into different communities that are about whatever it is you do. Uh, for example, I have a client that does, that creates underwater camera housing. They have a really great product. Um, they're for photographers um, that shoot for National Geographic or whatever. And people that go into caves and go underwater and things like that and are shooting wildlife and, and so on and so forth. And they have these these video equipment and these cameras that are thousands and thousands of dollars. And so they have the protectors that allow them to go really, really deep in the ocean or in a lake or whatever, or go surf, like when they're surfing, um, it'll allow them to, uh, to take their camera and still have um, professional quality photography underwater and in caves and areas where those um, cameras might get damaged. And so there's all these communities for professional photographers. So we really go in there and start to look at their questions and things like that and leverage that um, as a way to power our content strategy instead of just going for the obvious, like underwater camera housing, like everybody's competing for that. When you're using dark social, when you're doing research in these communities in places where it's really hard to measure scale or even control, um, you're kind of taking a different approach and you're, you're really getting to that kind of bottom of funnel customer who's tried search, didn't find the answer, now went to their community and really has high intent and really um, uh, is willing to have a, a deeper conversation about 
what it is that you offer. So that's kind of how we incorporate dark social into our um, modern SEO strategies. Happy to talk about that more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, I think it was Monday or Friday. We've been talking about communities and how to really leverage your community or go out and understand the terminology of other communities. Let's, let's talk about uh, the, the, the camera housing. You know, you might go into a community that talks about this and now you're pulling out terminology that you wouldn't just know under normal circumstances and research. And now when you put it onto Amazon or onto an e-com site, people know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like that, uh, where you're like, man, how do they know they're like in my head. Right. And so we call it voice of customer research. So when you're, you can actually Google this voice of customer research and you can, you know, get more in depth, um, information about this and learn about some processes how to, on how to do voice of customer research. There's a lot of really great places to do voice of customer research. Um, if you have a sales team, like if you have high ticket e-commerce or anything like that, or even customer service is a great place to look where people are asking questions, mm -hmm. right? Go and Google some of those questions and you'll realize no one has answers. So if you start writing content or even putting FAQs on your site or on your product um, category pages or product listing pages or whatever, um, your products will start to come up for, those those questions that people are directly putting into search because they're asking you in your live chat or in your ticketing system or whatever, emailing or calling with those questions, they probably already Googled it and couldn't find it, right? And so it's kind of like with restaurant reviews. For every 100 people that had a great experience, the people who leave reviews, the five people that leave reviews are people who had a bad experience or you, you bribed them into, <laughs> into leaving a review, right? It's kind of the same thing, right? So if you think about it, people who actually took the time to message you their question. I'm sure other people had that same question, right? So I really, really lean heavily on sales calls, customer service tickets, things like that. And you use their exact language on your website. And, and that's why being keyword focused isn't the best anymore. It's more of a traditional SEO thing. Modern SEO is more not focusing on keyword, focusing on the language your customers are using to optimize your content, right? Because you're, you're, you're basically embedding more intent into your SEO strategy. Right. And, and that is, like you said, it's so important. Uh, everybody or not everybody, but probably the high majority of, of sellers really think it is still the old keyword based uh, system of uh, SEO. And do you know Steve Wiedemann? I don't. You two have to talk. <laughs> he is. He, he's an incredible SEO guy. And uh his textbooks are in 60 universities right now teaching SEO. He's just a super smart person, but you put your two heads together, man, you could come out with a one-two punch. <laughs> I love it. You know, and to be honest, SEO is kind of one of the things that I don't offer SEO services in my agency. We just, it's SEO is very much the baseline of everything that we do because mm -hmm. one of the things that I've been kind of, playing around with like writing a book and how marketing's kind of evolved, especially with AI, it's becoming less and less personal, more and more about getting it done quickly, cheaply. Right. And sure. We see some easy wins, right. But that doesn't necessarily mean we should be doing those things. Right. Uh, right. And so um, I really kind of coined this term human experience optimization instead of SEO. Everybody hates SEO because it's, you can't really control it. Algorithms always changing. Right. However, if you, have a really great SEO strategy, you can build a moat around your business, you, you know, and it, a great SEO strategy makes your ad strat, your ads way more effective 
your cost per lead goes down um, and your ads are just way more efficient when you have really great SEO and you're following those same guidelines. And it's crazy because the same things that serve SEOs serve ads from an algorithm standpoint, right? Like relevancy and all that good stuff. But if you think about it, right? Like how back in the day we used to be, we used to go to libraries. I don't know for those of you that are super young, <laughs> you might not have gone to libraries, right? Like, could you imagine walking into a place that had tons of books and you're looking for a book on a specific subject and having to go through every single aisle to try to figure out where the books are? No, like we have a card catalog system, which is our first version of SEO, right? So that you can find the thing that you're looking for. Okay, here's a trivia question. <laughs> what is the code called? Dewey Decimal System? You got it, yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you know, Jeopardy is one of my late night, you know, eat awful food and try to get as many questions right. Guilty pleasure, so glad I got it. <laughs> Perfect. And so, you know, I like in not implementing modern SEO into the things that you're doing as a standard, like building a 26 story building and then not putting an elevator in it and forcing everybody to go up the, going up the stairs. Right. Cause it's like, if you don't have like, yeah, there's accessibility, right. SEO best practices support accessibility, which is by law a thing um, until you get fined or whatever for it. Most people don't pay attention to it. However, you know, a lot of the best practices in SEO need to happen because it makes for a better human experience, not just because it helps improve track traffic and things like that. So that's kind of the drum I've been beating about modern SEO and, and our need to do it. Okay. Um, and so the other thing I want to kind of dive into is reimagining the search experience and kind of looking at it a little bit differently um, because you're, the future of SEO has been upon us, but I don't think a lot of us are kind of paying attention to it in this way. And e-commerce is actually really great because um, a lot of our data is already structured in e-commerce. So like product feeds and things like that are, are, are a version of structured data, right? And that's how um, Google and the search engines can identify, you know, your prices of your products, your reviews, your product descriptions, your variants, all those things. It's structured versus just having a big old, text box of information, having it structured allows for, you know, uh, search engines to display information um, in ways that help end users, right? So by default, sometimes in, in the e-commerce space, we do it automatically, which is, which is really, really great. But paying closer attention to other opportunities to optimize for some of that structured data will improve your traffic because search engines, Amazon, whatever, they're going to know more about your product and they can show your product in different areas. And so let's actually use a different example outside of e-commerce to illustrate what this looks like out in the wild. Okay. So when you're looking for a gas station, let's say you're driving your car, not texting and driving, of course. However, sometimes duty calls and you need to use the restroom or get gas or both. And you need to go to a gas station, right? And so do you go to mobile's website or Chevron's website or Philip 66 or what do you guys have in Canada for, for gas? Oh, we have Petrocan, uh, okay. SO. Okay. So one of those places, right? Yep. So do you go to their website to look for a gas station? No. Have you ever been on any of their websites? No. Right. So could you imagine being driving or being on the side of the road, whatever, safely looking on your phone and going onto one of those websites for the gas companies 
and going through their, trying to find their locator, putting in your address or a zip code, if you even know it, let's say you're in, out of state and you're on a road trip, if you even know the zip code that you're in, could you imagine having to go through and figure out, okay, is this one on, off the freeway? If this one off the highway, is this one nearby? Like, could you imagine, right? We are so used to how structured data has benefited us over the last decade that we don't realize that that we've already been using it for about 10 years. We just haven't really optimized for it. Um, and so when you search into Google or look in Google Maps, what's the nearest gas station? You see, it'll tell you like, hey, this is actually the nearest gas station on your route, right? And so that's that's what we that's where we have the intersection between the user experience and search, right? Which is really, really great. Right. Um, and so there's this phenomenon, you can Google this as well, this phenomenon where some SEOs are really kind of against where search is going because your traffic's going to start to drop because of where SEO is going. This whole position zero and zero click phenomenon, like you'll notice in Google search that there's boxes that say, People also ask where it has like little boxes and it'll give you answers. If you click different questions, you can actually optimize for that, right? Uh, With schema and structured data um, on your site. Um, And we'll we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, You'll also notice like if you type in marketing conferences 2024, there's a little box that shows up above the ads and above organic search. That's position zero. That's structured data, right? Where it'll show you events in 2024 for marketing and it's this little box and it has a date for the event it has the location it has the name of the event and it has a short description so it's kind of annoying where on search and like the super vanilla original like organic search it has just the title and a description so you don't know what day it is you don't know where it's located or anything like that right with structured data and in those position zero um featured snippets and if I'm using too much crazy language, I'm happy to um, explain what they are. But just Google marketing events. You'll see it up there. It looks very different than everything else on mm-hmm. the page. They're able to kind of pull that data up to the top and say, okay, you're looking for actual event. Let me just show you the event information so you don't have to go digging through 10 pages to find an event near you in 2024. Right? So um, how do you optimize for that? So um, if you go to schema.org, all the major search engines being Yahoo, Yandex, Google, whatever, they all came up with this language that um, your developers can use to help structure your data. So instead of just putting all this information about your event, so if you have an e-commerce store and you're hosting an event, for example, or if you have an e-commerce course situation where you're selling your courses um, using an e-commerce format, right? Um, You can actually, there's course schema, to where you can put all your course information, the duration of the course, what it's about, level, whatever. And so when someone's looking for a course on something, you're going to show up in that featured, structured snippet on search that's there. And so I'm going to encourage you all to go to schema.org. It's a little bit um, hard to read. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit hard to go through, but um, it's really, really helpful um, in terms of finding opportunities to get that position zero because it's actually super easy. So I'm gonna give you an example of how how we did it for a client in the e-commerce space. So we have a client that sells mushrooms. Remember that the mushrooms I had you? Oh yeah. Yep. (laughs) They were great, huh? They, they, unbelievable. Three, three seconds. And yeah, filled with energy. 
Yes. So my client, VerdantLeaf.com, they sell functional mushrooms um, products, not the psychedelic kind, but the kind you can get at Whole Foods. Right. And so Rishi or Chaga, they're USDA organic. They're really, really great. Right. And so it's really competitive, really, really competitive in the mushroom space. Like Paul Stamets has, you know, host defense and there's all these companies that have been around longer. So we're already winning, like in a losing battle. So I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to compete? Ads are kind of expensive, super competitive as well. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at my list of structured data and see what I got. Well, luckily they actually were wholesaling at the time, the mushroom fruit body. So if you're familiar with lion's mane, it's, um, a vegan alternative to steak or meat or seafood. It's tastes really great, right? Depending on how you prepare it. And so what we did was we created a bunch of recipes for lion's mane on the website because there's a recipe schema. So you can't just copy and paste the recipe onto a blog post. If you actually structured the data, right, in a blog post, um, the way Google needs to see it, where the search engines need to see it, um, and, and I don't, I don't know if I can share a screen. I can maybe show an example. Yeah, you can share a screen, oh, uh, for YouTube and okay. for our Facebook group. Okay. So for those of you that listen on the actual podcast later, I apologize. I'm not able to, we'll um, describe it though. <laughs> show an example. Okay. So I'm going to, um, to show a quick example of what this looks like on the back end of a site so that you guys have it really quickly here. Um, but basically we structured the data so that Google knows what this needs to look like. Um, so they know that it's a, uh, so they know that it's a, um, it is a recipe and not just a bunch of information. Now, sometimes Google can figure it out and say, okay, mm-hmm. you've got a recipe here, right? Based on what you have. However, if you structure it, they know for sure. And it pops up. So as I go into, this i'm going to share my screen they have schema for um for products oh yeah absolutely absolutely they have schema for videos they have schema for reviews they have schema for how to's so if you have a product that requires instructions using schema for how to's is an amazing way to uh it's an amazing way to um to kind of stand out um among the crowd without having to compete on the product level. Right? I, I got to ask you a question about the events. You remember how you yeah. were just talking about that? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking a little bit outside the box. If you're using Google business profile mm-hmm. and you set up an event, so already in Google business profile, if you're setting up an event, it's weighted higher than other information you have in your profile. Mm-hmm. Could you set that event up? Yeah. With this? Cause I've never done that before. And I use Google business profile almost daily. Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. So this is what I was talking about when you Google marketing conferences, 2024 Los Angeles, this is what I was meaning about the, the featured snippet. It has the date. It has yep. the title. It has the day, the Los Angeles, it has date range, whatever. And then it tells you um, it, it's pretty much listed by distance. So, or even, um, online events today, tomorrow, this weekend, next week, you can kind of filter through. Otherwise you'd have to kind of click through these different search results to figure out when it is, where it is, is it near you, all the things. It's, it's just not, it's not structured the same way on the traditional results page. 
But you got this guy right here that pops up above everything else. And so now you have a better idea and you can kind of filter through this a little bit easier um, from an event standpoint. Um, so going back to the, the lion's mane example. So if I look up lion's mane steak, right? This is my client's right here. This is my client's um, blog post. So um, we were able to get on, you know, the top pack and the recipe pack within three days, hmm. right? Whereas if I were to try to rank for anything lion's mane on page one, it would have taken me months, right? There's, we're still not ranked on page one for a lot of things for lion's mane because it's very, very competitive, right? There's, you know, all kinds of different factors that work against us, which totally fine. And so what, I'll show you how I did it. So um, their blog's built on WordPress. Their site's on, their e-commerce is on Shopify. Um, and so I use a plugin called Rank Math. I really, really like it because it makes understanding structured data so much easier. And so I'm going to click this little guy here um, that goes into the schema. And so they have what they call schema generators. They have all these really cool templates that you can use. So if you have a product on WordPress, you can actually just use the product schema. Hmm. If you have a restaurant, you can use your restaurant schema so that you can show up in the restaurant listings. If you have a how-to, you can it literally shows you how to structure it so that Google can put it up there in, in the how-to schema for people looking for how-tos. For if you have a movie, if you're a person, if you're a recipes, services, video. Can you use multiple? So if you have different pages. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, you can use multiple. This one has two. It's article and recipe. So you can add as many schema as you want to a page. And so um, what I did was, so just to kind of illustrate how different the data looks, um, let me actually do this. I'm going to actually open. So this is the actual content on the page. Um, it just looks like regular vanilla content, mm -hmm. right? Here's what it looks like in the back end for schema. You have short code. That's all WordPress stuff. But look at the preparation time. On the actual page, it looks like this. Back here, it uses an ISO 8601 duration format that the search engines need, right? Because they're looking at code, they're looking at different things. And so if someone says, hey, I want a recipe that's a line vein recipe that's quick and easy, right? Five minutes, 15 minutes or less, whatever, right? So I have the total time, I have the main dish, cuisine, American, keywords, recipe yield, two servings, calories, um, ingredients, ratings. I can add ratings to it if I want. I can add a video to it if I want so that it'll show up in the video schema because there's video schema on here too. Mm-hmm somewhere. Yep. There they are. I don't have a video. So, right. Um, so you're just taking up more shelf space, the more schema you can use, which is really, really great, which could actually help inform your content strategy. Right. Put your instructions in here as well and you save it and boom, we were, we, we set up a bunch of recipes and we got on page one and we were able to be noticed for the, the different supplements and get that favor from Google within a week. So, in a really, really competitive industry. That's what I was just going to say. Uber competitive industry. You're in pay, on page one. You spent a little bit of time, created this uh, this uh, schema, and that that's remarkable. And again, I, I can tell you, I under I understand schema. I don't understand it to its fullest. That's not what I do. But if you're not using this, just just imagine 
uh, if you're into uh, chef's knives, for example, on uh, on um, uh, on Amazon or on your Shopify, you know what you could do. Like I, I'm, this is probably you can't do it for Amazon, I don't think, but for uh, Shopify sites, you definitely can. Um, it, it's start using this. There's so many applications. The FAQ site, uh, like for for what we're doing uh, with a lot of our clients. Uh, if they're having a promotion, we we put that out on uh, Google Business Profile, but we also use it as an event. You can structure uh, a discount as an event. Have you ever done that? You can. Yeah, I haven't I, done it, but you can for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we've seen it, and uh, it's it's actually kind of cool. So you're really thinking outside of the box. Just spending just this tip that you've given could change. A ton of things like just the way that people are ranking on google absolutely i mean again it's all about and so I, we, I talked about human experience optimization you know google is basically trying to improve the user experience at every turn at every turn which mm -hmm. is why they ding you for a slow website which is why they ding you for having colors that don't con contrast well the core of vitals how annoying that is right like those are all because of user experience like yeah. It makes the web a better place. And so we no longer can have crappy experiences and have, you know, great results. I mean, Craigslist isn't the greatest site on the planet, but it's easy to use and everything's easy to see. It's not the prettiest, but it's easy to use. Right. So it's still one of the top 50 websites on the, on the web, I think maybe yeah. still. Um, right. So, um, so yeah, I, I think schema is just like a super easy, low-hanging fruit. Now, if you're using Shopify, there is a schema plugin called Schema App, I believe, um, that you can use uh, to help. And then WordPress would be uh, Rank Math. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And if you don't have either um, Shopify or WordPress, you can go to schema.org and get the JSON, the code for it, and you can um, have your developer support you in, in using the schema as well. And this is definitely one thing you could talk to a developer about whether they even know how to do this. And, you know, when, when you were talking earlier, some SEO has uh, sort of a, a bad rep because 95, uh, probably even a higher majority have no clue about, uh, uh, SEO, that they're using like 2005 SEO techniques that are not working today. And what you're pulling out right now and talking about is something that if you're not using, uh, and I, I can tell you, I was talking to an SEO person just this week. They, did, they would not know anything, zero about schema or even building content. They were all about backlinks. They were all about metadata. Uh, it's not the same. It's, it's part of the equation, but not the whole equation, right? right? Like that stuff's very basic. And so one thing I also want to emphasize is guess how, so AI is fantastic at math and formulas. Fantastic. AI sucks at language. We suck at language. Mm -hmm. You know, we try to communicate with each other and miscommunicate all the time. And it's even worse when we don't have body language, you know, yeah. voice, emails, questions, all the <laughs> things, right? We don't spell things right. We ask terrible questions. We expect people to read our minds. So AI is even worse with language than we as humans are, right? So 
how do you think AI understands what to recommend people? Structured data. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Google search experience, all these different search engines are literally using structured data to power their results. The general search experience is going to be based on structured data. Now there's an actual direct quote from someone from Google. And I don't remember where it was. Um, where they confirmed that they are using structured data to help inform their AI search experiences. So if you do not start using structured data, you will be at the mercy of if Google or the search engines can figure out what's going on with your site. So start incorporating it today and you'll be preparing for AI and how it's incorporated into search going forward. So can we lay out, if somebody wanted to understand more about structured data, can you give them, you know, three, four, five different ways to look at it. So we talked about, you know, going to schema.org. What are some other areas that we can look at? I'll give you a hack. You ready for it? All right. All right. Ready for a hack, y'all? Here we go. This is why. I'll, this is another reason why I really like this plugin. So you can actually set up a, a website um, on WordPress, even if you don't use WordPress, just to kind of dig through your schema. So I look up Chaga supplements. Chaga is a functional mushroom. Okay. And so I'm looking on here for some schema. So this is a great way to reverse engineer some keyword research, right? So you do your keyword research and then you're looking on a page. So actually look on the page and see what structured data shows up, right? Because that's how to kind of reverse engineer and, and see if there's some competitive opportunities um, that you can use to get on page one. So I'm looking at Chaga Supplements and I'm like, aha, explore brands. This is new. It's not in the, it's not in my, um, my list of optional schema brand, like what is that? Mm -hmm. I mean, schema.org is constantly adding more schema over time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to import some schema here. I'm going to figure out why this page is getting listed in this brand section because that's new. And keep in mind, they're always going to have new stuff popping up. And so this is how you stay on top of it. So I'm going to put this little URL in here. And I'm going to import it. And it's going to pull all the schema code for me. Uh, let's see. It didn't do that one. Why didn't it do that one? Hold on. This is where Jeopardy music comes in. <laughs> Let me go back. All right. So if you import it. Import. Okay. It's not being fun. So I'm going to try a different one. Maybe they have a blocker on. All right. And while you're doing that, I should mention, uh, we blew through the bottom of the hour. Uh, so I think this is important. There's a lot of uh, data to, or a lot of information to cover. So we are having a giveaway today. And if you're being blown away right now about what you're learning, uh, the, the giveaway today is a 30 minute consult with Amara. So hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. I see Ben uh, just put in the hashtag. Hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people. You get a second entry. And if you don't, you're missing out on a real special treat. Uh, Amara knows her stuff, as you can tell. Uh, you know, I've been an SEO. I've been a marketing junkie for, I don't know, 15, 18 years. 18 years. So it's just a thing I nerd out on. But finally, technology agreed with me. Okay. 
schemas here. So you can see all the schema that they're using on their site. And so, heck, why not use all of them? And How did you do that? Uh, okay, so you went into... I went to the search engine result page and I just yep. found one of these links on this this featured snippet, right? And then I just dropped... A, I, clicked to the, I clicked on the page yep. and then I just dropped the URL that yep. sent me to. And then I dropped it in to import and it pulled all the schema, pulled all the code that's tagged to schema. And now you can actually use huh. all of these. Um, like, I don't I, know which had... one yielded that, but I'm just going to use all of them because I want to get on this pack. Here. Wow, that is so cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. So that's why I really like that plugin. So you can at least use some of its really cool tools. You can even add some custom schema. So let's say you're in a really cool SEO group and you guys are talking about schema and all this other stuff. And you're like, you know what? No one's actually using it on their site yet. So when you go to schema.org, um, you can actually um, start searching for different schemas. So like area. So if you have a service area, service area schema, if you're a doctor, if you're doing supplements or anything like that, um, you can have doctor, physician, there's a physician schema, medical specialty. There's all kinds of different TV season, broadcast. There's all kinds of different schemas. So just kind of be on the lookout for, it's kind of hard following schema.org. It's not like they like talk about it all, a whole lot. However, as you start to see these search engine pages pop up with new like featured snippets, and you're like, whoa, I've never seen that before. Where'd that come from? Drop it into this WordPress situation and you can figure it out. Now, if you start to see some new schema that you want to use that isn't used anywhere, you can click on this. And then it'll tell you on the bottom or like you can click on one of these. Let's say you wanted to do opening hours and it'll give you the code. And so you can drop the code into here and create your own templates hmm. for schema and different properties and property groups and stuff like that. And it's a little this, complicated if you don't know the code, but yeah. This plugin, this is a plugin called Schema Builder? It's called um, Rank Math. And oh, this is Rank Math. Yeah, okay. and they have a schema builder inside of their plugin. Wow. Well, Kelsey, you know what you're going to be doing after this. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> All right. So we've completely missed the one topic. And I know we're getting right up to the point where you have to leave. Okay. So why don't we answer the two questions and then we'll do a sponsor and then we'll do the Wheel of Kelsey. I think we should fit that in. All right. So this one is from Neil. Can you use schema and send them to your Amazon product page or a landing page for the category your product is in? Uh, if you sell outlet covers, can you send parents to your Amazon store or landing page? So schema is pretty much, it's structured data for what's already on your site. So you, you would have to, like, so if like your Amazon only gives you so many places to put information. So it's, it's going to structure that data on its own yeah. and optimize it on its own. So just fill in as much information as you can about your products. Um, if you wanted to create a landing page for your product, you can make a product on WordPress. Right. And then you don't have to actually have a transaction, like a, e like a place for someone to buy it. You can always just put the button for Amazon on right. it and lead them back to your e-commerce, to your Amazon store if you wanted to. Yeah, you a lot that. of us are doing that, so. Yeah, you could totally do that. Okay. That answers the question. 
Okay, and then we have a question from Rad. Uh, is there any particular AI software um, that people should be using for SEO, or if you have any other recommendations for uh, softwares or plugins? SEO is a big topic, so I mean, I use SEMrush for my keyword research and mm -hmm. all that stuff, and they have a lot of AI tools in SEO SEMrush. So it just kind of depends on what you're hoping to do. Um, if, I, if it were me, I would say, look at your user experience, number one, like make sure people can navigate your site easy. So use your, your qualitative, quantitative tools, um, hot jars, true conversion, um, all those types of things. Make sure people are able to search, look at your core web vitals, make sure that there's, there's no issues there, get it in the green as much as humanly possible. Um, make sure your site's loading quickly, all that stuff. So I would prioritize user experience or else a lot of that stuff that you're doing on the SEO side might not work as well. Um, so there's different tools for different things like technical SEO, on-site SEO, off-site SEO. Like Respana, you can use that for link building, like building good quality links, not spammy links from like link farms and stuff. So. Yeah, and, and that's important. You, you just don't go out to these crappy, uh, very inexpensive, well, link farms. Oh my gosh. Uh, you want quality links. Uh, and there's services out there that will provide that. Uh, but again, don't, I know it's tempting to go out there and spend a few bucks and get a thousand links. Uh, don't do it. Even if it works, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because at one point you'll be like, oh, that, it, it won't work, you know? And that's similar to a press release. We talk about press releases and adding content uh, and blog articles, but a crappy distribution that's just getting you all these junk links for your press release, it's not going to get you anything. Absolutely. Okay, next. Uh, that was it for the questions. Oh, I thought we had a few more. Okay, well, that's perfect. Kels, why don't we, well, first... Can we get your information if people want to reach out to you? For me? Yes. Oh. Um, yeah, you can go to marups.com. And I think I dropped my LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Happy to connect. Happy to answer any of your questions. My, you know, we, I mostly specialize in like RevOps, fractional CMO stuff. We do a lot with CRMs, implementation, sales, um, optimization, marketing, optimization, um, customer experience. Um, we do a lot with content so for our clients. So SEO is very much a bedrock of what we do. We build websites and things like that. So um, we offer consultations and we offer implementation. So, All right. Very good. So Kels, let's run the VA ad. This, this episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. Okay, now you've never seen Wheel of Kelsey, so you, you'll get to experience it firsthand. <laughs> nice. Okay, so we got the wheel today, Kelsey. 
Okay. Somebody's going to be lucky. All right. So we do this every single podcast. So make sure you come back Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And it looks like gross. Ben. My cigar buddy. All right. Then please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com, to grab your prize and we'll connect you with Amara. And thanks everyone for entering. All right. Fantastic. Lady, I, I, we got through one or two questions. That was it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're going to have to have three or four podcasts, but uh, I hope you do come back. Uh, it's awesome talking with you. And there's so much uh, information that we could talk about. So we talked, like, I, I think we've got two out of the seven questions I was going to ask, but. Uh... <laughs> I have time for one more if you got it. Oh no, it's uh it's right at 1255 and this thing is going to go off buzzing in any second now. So um but thank you so much for being on. You're very welcome. It's been my pleasure. All right, and we'll see you I guess in December. I will see you in a few weeks. Fantastic. All right, see you later. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Lunch with the lunch with the lunch.